You are listening to special pandemic coverage of the coronavirus on The John DePietro Show. J.K.L. Engineering. Folks, whether it's wintertime, spring, or summer, they'll keep you nice and comfortable in your home. Why not let J.K.L. Engineering let them design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier infinity system? Energy-efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. No gas, no problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill as by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. Now, J.K.L., is a carrier factory authorized dealer. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Folks, let's face it. Being inside, being comfortable in your home, is there anything more important right now with what we're going through? Call J.K.L. Engineering. Central Air is a game changer for your life. Talk about improving quality of life. Here's what I'm saying. J.K.L., they'll keep you warm in the wintertime and cool in the summertime. 53 years of experience, their reputation, Second to none, whether you're in Rhode Island or Massachusetts, call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available for both residential and commercial. Call my friends at J.K.L. 401-351-7600. Remember, estimates are free. Financing is available. Let's be nice and comfortable in your home. J.K.L. 401-351-7600. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Follow me on uh, Facebook and Twitter. It's John DePietro Show. So the story um, that is uh, hitting today, coming out, is the story of uh, they've arrested someone who was vandalizing the cemetery at Providence College. Swastikas uh, also attempted to... um, light the grass on fire, was attacking the police officer. Folks, what, what exactly is happening right now? Other than, is this more of what they, what I'm referring to as the Cat Kerwin effect, where this was the city council person in Providence who said it was okay to vandalize the Christopher Columbus statue. It's just civil disobedience in their mind. She was, by the way, she was on site the night that that riot broke out downtown. An elected official in the capital city, the city of Providence. What is this that suddenly someone doesn't like something and they just decide, you know what? We're not going to go through the normal channels of we don't like that statue or that monument or whatever it is. No, we've just decided we're going to get some rope and some friends and we're going to tear it down. We don't like that. We're going to deface it. Or I'm angry about something. This has to stop immediately, this lawlessness. For these people to gather in Washington, D.C. and think, what I can't get over is they think they have the right to do it. That's what gets me the most. What makes them think they have the right? What makes you think you have the right? You are in the right that you can deface something, vandalize something, spray graffiti. Now, keep it also mind. I, you know, I don't know who this person is at Providence College. But we also know there was a situation where those PC kids right standing outside when their parents wanted to have a little parade for them to celebrate and they were slammed and criticized and called racists for standing outside never mind no mention of what was to come with all the protests the people without masks and these kids from pc and my god how things have just turned upside down where people feel you know i'm angry and i don't know why i'm angry But I think I'll go spray swastikas and deface uh, a graveyard at a college just because I can. And while I'm there, you you know, maybe I'll do total destruction and I'll just light the grass on fire and attack anyone that tries to stop me. And if I'm angry and I don't even know why I'm angry, uh, maybe I lost my job and I think I'll just break a window and I have a right to do that. This has to come to an end immediately. You know, this has been building. This is not civil disobedience. This is anarchy. This is lawlessness. You saw it play out on the West Coast, the shameful actions with that autonomous zone. And now, what, what, what is the accomplishment of that? I think I'll go to Providence College and vandalize the graveyard with swastikas and, and just 
I just want to be in a mode of just total destruction. And we're angry and we're going to pay back. And all of you are going to pay because I'm like, this has to be channeled. Excuse me. People have to get it together. And anyone who's an elected official that is either, I, I, I don't want to say endorsing, but I would say tolerating in some way. And there is some element of that. You know, there's a story on Channel 10 that after the riot, that someone vandalized, they uh, did graffiti and spray painted and vandalized Senator Sheldon Whitehouse's downtown office. And his office was, they didn't really want to say anything. And even though that's actually, I guess, considered federal property, so that's actually even a federal crime. No, I don't really want to say anything. See, because it's, they tolerate it. You can't tolerate it. Look at New York City now. You know, if it's going to make the community happy, then, you know, maybe we'll get rid of the police. And look at the way the crime rate is shot up. You can do that, but you're going to have lawlessness. You're going to have anarchy. And you're also going to have a growing number of people who do not want to live in these places. They may not announce it. They may not break anything, right? People vote with their feet. They're going to just pack up and get out of there as soon as they possibly can. That's what happens. There's even a story recently, a Channel 6 reporter she revealed that once she left, someone went to her apartment door with her and her roommate and was banging on it, and they actually found uh, marks with a knife. Did she do a story on it? No. What did they do? Her and the roommate, according to her story, they packed up and moved. And that's what happens. People leave. People leave. And then, of course, now that she's out of there, she's showing pictures of what the door looks like. He was jabbing into the, the door with a knife. But that's what did they do? They said, we are moving. And that's what happens. All right, stay tuned, folks. A lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Well, folks, if you're looking for work, are you tired of staying home, maybe ready to be part of the new movement? Express employment professionals have temporary, temporary to permanent and permanent jobs available. Did you know you can temp and collect? That's right. Contact Express Employment Professionals today. They're looking for dedicated individuals tired of staying home want to get out into the workforce and make rhode island's economy boom again they're located 155 jefferson boulevard in warwick right off of 95 you can call them at 739-8460 express employment professionals be the change be the new movement contact express employment professionals of warwick today 739-8460 Express Employment Professionals been putting over 1 million people to work worldwide for the past 25 years. Franchise office right in Warwick, Rhode Island, owned by Liliana Dolan. Also, by the way, she's the president of the Corvette Club of Rhode Island, making a plea out there, those that are not collecting unemployment, or if you're collecting unemployment and you're bored staying at home, contact their office in Warwick today at 739-8460 and talk to Des or Sylvia discuss the jobs they have open for you today walk-ins are welcome you have to wear a mask office hours nine to four every day in Warwick right off Jefferson Boulevard check out their website expresspros.com located 155 Jefferson Boulevard in Warwick right on Jefferson Boulevard right off of 95 see what they have to offer contact them 739-8460 739-8460 express employment professionals have you been thinking about updating your website do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. This portion of the program brought to you by Bethel Certified Softwash. Let's make sure your house and property looks the best it can look. Right now, spring is the time. You can text Jared free same day text estimate 401 617 2585. They have a great Facebook page, Bethel 
certified soft wash let's get rid of that algae mildew that's outside in your home the side of your home on your pavement on your patio maybe it's on the basketball court bethel certified soft wash they have a great facebook page jared the before and after pictures are just incredible what your home could look like or your garage your property with bethel certified soft wash power wash now jared he came to our house folks it looks brand new get rid of you know it just happens you build up some of that algae and mildew and maybe sometimes you just have some dirt and grime bethel certified soft wash power wash especially now we're spending more time outside you want your house and property to look the best it can jared did a fantastic job my neighbors are saying my goodness juan look how beautiful your house look it looks so clean my kids said daddy it's like the house got a bath they said it did get a bath from bethel certified soft wash text jared free same day text estimate 401-617-2585 find them on facebook it's bethel certified soft wash it's going to make your property your home your deck your walkway any outdoor surface he can get rid of it as far as the algae mildew gets rid of it with a very safe solution it's bethel certified soft wash Folks, it's John DePietro weekdays. We start at 11. We go till 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online. Remember that at the website, DePietro.com, right at the very top of the page on the left. You just click on Listen Live. It's time for DePietro debate with me. Is uh, one of my siblings. She happens to be a columnist for the Sun Chronicle. It is uh, Donna Perry. And uh, DJ, let's start off with the, the John Bolton with his big interview on ABC. ABC has really been hyping this. Martha Raditz, uh, Martha Raditz got an exclusive with him. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on it. You know, there's so much of this that it's just, I just think the whole thing is, well, I want to hear your thoughts on it. I think it's rotten. I think, I mean, yeah, we, he was in the room, but I don't understand what's being accomplished with this whole thing. And we'll go through it a little bit, but uh, what do you, let's start off with the Bolton book. Yeah, great, great to be with you, J.D. See, I, I see a lot of something like this as very inside Washington. Um, and, and I don't really think, except if you are already, there is this group of sort of Republicans who want to be against Trump, and we know that they are out there, they're running ads. I, I don't know that that moves the needle if you're talking about how people feel about Trump and, and what's going to play out. I think the thing about it that could get tough for Trump in this way is there's a, you know, the, he's kind of indicating how there's a lot of games were played, A, with China, that, that Trump, although he wants to say, I've been tough on China, you know, he implies there's a lot of other inside things going on there. And I do think uh, Biden and China is supposed to kind of play out as as a point for Trump in the campaign. So, you know, does that make it tougher? I think it's more at the level of, you know, whether a New York Times kind of interview. I, I don't see that resonating in light of everything we got going on right now with the public. Now, there have been others who have done books. Uh, they have claimed they're, you know, they've been on the inside. I was in the room and saying Trump is incompetent to be president. I think that line has been out there. Uh, from critics and people who've left the administration for various reasons. Um, So does that carry over? Does it make people worry? I mean, Biden is trying to say things like we're not literally safe internationally with him and the White House and his judgment and his, you know, relationships and things that are happening the public's not aware of. So I, I don't, I think it's a moment. It Again, I think there are people who are on the fence about Trump. They may you know, get swayed by this and say, you know, he's really not, you know, correct to continue in office. But I don't see that with everything else going on. I don't see it carrying, you know, a lot of the public. It's incredible to me how much ABC really were pushing it uh, to me, almost like a a gender driven, because as you say, I think a lot of it is inside. I just think at this day and age, I know they can do it, but you're sitting there, you're trying to run the country and, Someone sitting there in a room in the meeting, not saying anything. They just go back in their office and they just start like literally writing the book as they're still working. Sure. But yeah. Let's talk about the rally from Saturday night. What do you think went well? What do you think needs to be worked on? What what did not go well? 
Well, I, I will just be, be blunt. Um, he, he did not deliver. Uh, and I would say, and you have been pointing this out, um, I, I think it's troubling for them for a couple of reasons, J.D. Um, and there's not like there's not material that he could have uh, hit a home run on. And I just think he didn't deliver it. Um, it. Aside from the optics of, you know, there was this confusion and they got played and there weren't going to be the people coming, the, the, you know, the crowd size and all that issue. I just think who was sitting in the audience, but we know millions watched online and, you know, watch parties and everything. Um, with what we have seen in recent months, I think he failed to deliver to the regular middle class person who has generally been with him, J.D., and they wanted to hear, A, you have felt cheated and there's a lot of hypocrisy going on with the management of the virus. And we've talked about this, whether it's like protests are OK, but, you know, if you have six people, it's not OK. I think people feel very aggrieved by that. I'm not sure he really hit on that uh, in, in the way he discussed about the virus um, and, and the double standards over rules. And then I also think that people have felt that a lot of what they're getting from the media is very unsympathetic, for instance, to their own personal financial struggle right now, J.D. And I think a lot of this keeps getting lost. That's the fallout for the overreach by the governors. You know, and I think they want to hear, and I don't think he articulated that and said, I hear you. You know, you, you have a financial thing going on right now. I think he could have reminded people that they when, you know, they did these loans to every American family, we've never seen that. You know what I mean? Like he didn't right. even tout his own important response. And and I just thought also people are feeling a little bit defensive. It's like if you're white, you're a racist. We know that's not a universal truth. And I think he I just think there's a lot of notes he didn't hit. He spent a lot of time on that long winded you know, defensive thing where he is thin skinned about what happened at West Point. OK, the media overhyped it. It looked like maybe he couldn't walk down, you know, the ramp and it went on and on. And, and I just um, I think there's some warning signs there about the campaign, J.D. And I, I also, if I may, I want to say uh -huh. um, when you see 2016 is like 100 years ago yep. for him and how he is going to have to re you know, sell himself to the public in this very hypercharged moment. And I just question a couple of things like it's going to take a bit of more finesse than what we saw Saturday night for him um, to really, uh, like I say, to play to the there's a large mass of the public that feels a very thrown off, very upset of what's happened in recent months. You don't you can't just focus on, you know, this week. I don't think they heard that from him. And I think you're going to have to frame this case. And I would question, um, and it's not to attack Brad Parscale, the campaign manager, because, okay, he might be under attack. But I, I think there's a lot of reliance on the son-in-law, Jared Kushner, yeah. who is not, not an, an, a veteran political hand. No. And I would question at this very hyped up moment that if, if it's him and the other guy who really was supposedly just like a digital media expert, J.D., mm. you, you and I know that it's going to take something more than that. Is. This is, you know, like there is a framing of the case they could make. And I just think they, they missed a moment and then the media runs with it. For instance, like I, I just question you, you can't use the same playbook. I mean, right. the lines against Biden didn't land in the same way no. as the old Hillary lines. Biden, for all his is not like a polarizing figure and if, no. as Hillary was. So I think it's a little bit troubling. I get that he's going to try to be on law and order, you know, there for anarchy and chaos. But. Those are like that's the Nixon playbook, by the way, of 72. And Nixon actually had more ability, finesse um, to do it. So, you know, I, I just question at this point if they are either incapable or he is incapable to follow a very carefully worded script. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit problematic going forward uh, you know and i think there's obviously there was a lot of criticism over were people afraid to go in i think that's partly true and I, his campaign was right to punch back against the media on that but i i just question 
you know, like he's thin skinned and he has a grievance with the media. I, I think you've got to drop that. There's plenty of ammunition, but he's, they're going to need to frame it a lot better than what I saw Saturday night. Yeah. Do you think in hindsight, was it a mistake to even have the rally? I think it just didn't pan out right. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that they were, he was chomping at the bit. I get that he feels frustrated. You know, it's understandable. But, at, you know, when Juneteenth kept building to that point, um, and he just didn't look like he was understanding the moment. I, I think maybe they could have just held out for a 4th of July launch, you know, which is now would almost match this theme of where we have our whole heritage like under attack. So I, I, I don't know that how you could say that was any kind of a successful night for them. I think one of the most successful uh, things, and again, folks, uh, uh, it's John DePietro with us. It's Donna. Our segment is DePietro debate. I, what I do like is, you, you know, at least try it. I think you learn a lot from that. Even if it is, boy, this isn't going to work the way it was last time. Um, it has to start somewhere. They are going to do some different things. He's going to do a town hall meeting with Hannity Thursday night, who definitely has his ear. Yeah. And I think Sean Hannity's been saying, like, you know, let me guide you through. Uh, there is an event they're going to do in Arizona. I, I think if you're them, one thing is they're not afraid to try some different things and put him out there. And then it it is going to be a little bit of, OK, this isn't working, but this worked better than we thought. And they... I at least give them the best thing was they did try it. And then you go back to the drawing board and say that for, I think that formula it's dated. It doesn't work. It's much easier to be on the attack. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, this whole thing of being inside plus it is different. You have the, the media, they were gloating. They love the fact that, you know, they, it didn't go as well and they had to cancel the outside parts. So what I do like is if you go back to 2016, at this point in the campaign, believe it or not, Paul Manafort was actually running things. Right. And uh, Steve Bannon and Kellyanne Conway had not even arrived on the scene yet. So one thing about Trump, the man himself, is he does he will go through and find I think the person that's going to bring him close to the finish line, if not over. I don't think they're in the room right now. Um, I think there are outside people that may have the right formula for him. And because of some of the stop and starts failures, um, like Saturday night, that, that then that person will get more FaceTime with him. And then kind of that is one thing about being the president is you do have the resources to find. If there's anyone in the country who has the right formula to get him four more years, um, you, you're the president. You have the, the resources to find that person, yeah, hopefully, right. and get them in front of you. And I would you just know? agree. I think he always is better when he when he does even a Q&A. He's just somehow yes. more relaxed. He can yes. be funny. He, he hits his points. And I think when he's allowed to do the 90-minute monologue, like you say, J.D., that's kind of that speech platform. Um, I, I don't think it works. And Biden is a different foe. It is. And yeah. it just no, doesn't generate. Yeah, they yeah. have to adjust. Yeah. And, it, you know, in just, just sports analogy, when the Patriots are playing the Miami Dolphins, the game plan they use is not the same one they use against the Buffalo Bills. You know, you got to you got to adjust. Folks, coming up, we are going to talk about the state name change, uh, some interesting things with Attorney General Bill Barr. Uh, leave it right here. It's all ahead right here with uh, Donna Perry of the Sun Chronicle on the John DePietro Show. Remember, for your business, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-21. MEG, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment. Remember, free estimates. Call them today, 508-336-2110. MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. FHWA Inspections or an Island State Inspection Station. Trailer Pickup and Delivery. 24-hour mobile service. ABS repairs, brakes, doors. If it's on a trailer, they can fix it. Mega truck and trailer repair. Call them 508-336-2110. 508-336-2110 for Mega truck and trailer repair. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? 
Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 401- 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal Since 2006 And also 24-7 emergency service available Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal Stump grinding Tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com Folks, it's John DePietro weekdays. We start at 11 and we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. With me is from the Sun Chronicle, columnist, writer, Donna Perry. Uh, let's talk about the Biden campaign, if you don't mind. Um, I, I'm still, uh, you know, he's he's still plugging along. His numbers are not terrible. He has um, had six, six, some, a lot of success by just staying in in the basement. I think, um, boy, there's so much anticipation on who this pick is going to be. And what do you think of Amy Klobuchar? I thought really throwing a jab to Elizabeth Warren and anyone else who was maybe thinking of maybe getting selected by saying, if it's not going to be me, then you should at least select a woman of color. Well, yeah. And I, I do think that, um, but, and that's kind of a reflection of the moment we're in, you know, it's kind of like, um, it, it has to be a black female and maybe that makes a whole lot of sense, but I think for her to go to that, you know, point and say, if it's not me, anyone else who happens to be, you know, a white Democrat political, however progressive, no, it's not the moment for you. I, you know, I, I thought that was kind of odd and misplaced for her to do. Um, I think she should have her hands full being a senator from Minnesota, which obviously yeah. has, you know, their own problems. And, um, you know, so she she's out of it. And I do think Warren's out of it. Um, I, I will say this. I as I'm watching the when I talked about how Trump spoke the other night and the playbook, I, I think what is going to be a, a challenge for Trump, but they need to do this with Biden, J.D., and I think they'll get to this line. They need to frame it and say against Biden, like like when you see all the chaos and, and the statue destruction, the heritage and all that stuff, like say this is Biden's party, folks. Yep. This is Biden's party. I'm not sure Biden is going to be able to talk his way through that kind of a charge if it was made in a face to face moment. And I think that's going to be very important. And like you say, it's early. It's late June. A ton of stuff can happen, as we've seen in a matter of months for Trump. And so I think they will um, continue this very careful. He is so Biden is scripted. These are these careful appearances. Um and, and I think in terms of the VP pick, uh, I wonder, J.D., that the strategy from the Biden campaign is to it's like handhold him to get to August with the VP pick. And then he kind of has a partner and they can double team it. So if he's kind of like, you know, falling over himself, you yep. know what I, I think? Yes. That's really the strategy. Like he will not have a moment that he really, really 
has to stand totally alone, except, of course, the debates, and they will come. In terms of the VP pick, um, I saw uh, Val Demings from Florida, um, the black congresswoman, was on on CNN, I think it was just like a night ago. I thought that was the closest she came to saying, I would be very juiced up to be the pick. Mm. Um, Here's what I think about them looking to someone like her. And I I thought about this, uh, that I know Kamala Harris, everyone views as kind of like the number, kind of number one on the list. If you're them, you're you're looking at this climate. They know that there is police unions feel there's an outright war on them. Right. That the media is generating and they are uncomfortable, I would think, with the large size of the demonstrators. So because she comes from a policing background, she herself was a chief of police, she brings some assets to them that would be a couple of things. You know, she's a way for Biden. It would be very clever. A, she brings Florida, which we know is a Republican state, but, you know, whenever you have someone like that, they can certainly juice up their own get-out-the-vote. Florida is that pivotal state uh, for the vote, and she also could bring some subtle reminder to police law enforcement and say by Biden's team we're picking someone who's one of your own we're not anti-police and you know what I mean like I think it could be a clever maneuver for them because it's it's a way to put someone who could be pleasing to the you know Black Lives Matter activist movement which by the way they are not very enthused about Biden we know that Mm, so there's a lack of enthusiasm despite what you know, the CNNs want to tell, you know, they act like Biden is like the greatest campaigner. There's really a lack of enthusiasm. Uh, he's not radical enough for the, the people who've really taken over that party. And so she I just think Val Demings would be really one to watch at this point. You know what I mean? Like she brings past law enforcement, a policing connection, black female. She could bring Florida. I mean, I think she brings some electoral strategy to them. And I would just watch what happens with her. Um, lastly, uh, I would just say in terms of the where they are, if you notice, J.D., how the debate schedule was has been rolled out um, and the fact that, you know, those debates as of right now, and I think Team Trump might be trying to contest this, I believe the first debate um, is scheduled for the very end of September um, when they've been pointing out with early voting and mail ballot voting, many people may have already started voting before mm. they get to look at them head to head. I wow. think that's interesting. How much do you think, um, when you think about it, and again, folks, we're speaking with uh, columnist Donna Perry. Um, it is amazing how in a short amount of time it's evolved that I, I can't see how he could make a pick and not have a person of color. But what I think is also glaring out there is there's all this, you know, protest and energy, if you will, or anger and taking on the statues. And then I don't think it's dawned on them of and then it's going to be, you know, Joe Biden, who is 77, who clearly has his facilities running, running down up against (laughs) Trump. It's like, wait a minute, like all of that work and effort and protest and anger and change and everything. And then. Like you're putting, you're talking about all your eggs in one basket. That right. it's all on the back of a 77 year old guy, white guy, who certainly has lost his fastball. I, I think that this could be a pivotal turning point for the Democrat Party and uh, African Americans. Yeah, I, I do, and I, I really think that what I'm saying is, I, I think those debates are going to super matter. I know people always say that they, the presidential debate can be the turning point, and they're going to matter because I think again, and you know, Trump, they'll, they'll, he knows his way through how to do this. But when Biden has to stand there. Not in his basement, not with someone standing next to him, not with the press people saying, oh, excuse me, media, we're out of time. He's going to have to stand there on a stage, national spotlight, and Trump is going to say, so this is your party, huh? The people who what we just saw in Lafayette Square, that that's your party. And I want to see how Biden is going to work his way out of that. Um, Folks. Yeah. 
folks, coming up, uh, we are going to talk about the state name change. Also, a uh, very interesting story out of Boston regarding Bill Barr. It's all ahead with Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro Show. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by MEGA, MEGA Professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801. Now, what exactly do they do, MEGA Professionals? They are here to help you run your business by finding you workers. And maybe you need workers. Maybe you need drivers, workers, certified help, part-time, full-time, weekend work, uh, local AKA sleep-at-home drivers, class AB, non-CDL, warehouse workers, mechanics, skilled workers, labor, healthcare professionals, office professionals. You need workers. You need MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. You're trying to run your business. I, listen, it's a hassle trying to hire people, go through all the resumes, set up the interviews. Instead, it's one phone call to help you with your company. MEGA professionals. 508-336-7801. 508-336-7801 from MEGA professionals. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. I received the nicest email from one of our listeners saying, John DiPietro, thank you for telling us about Winfield Termite and Pest Control. I said, hey, thank them. Folks, you can call them today, Winfield Termite and Pest Control, 401-821-7800, online, winfieldpest.com. Rhode Island's most dependable pest control service, Winfield Termite and Pest Control. Remember, family-friendly pest control professionals that you can trust for your home. Call them today, 821-7800. What can Winfield Termite and Pest Control do? Well, remove ants, termites, mice, cockroaches, any pest from your home, yard, business, or commercial property. For a free estimate or to schedule a home inspection, call Winfield Termite and Pest Control today. The team you can depend on. 821-7800. Now listen, this is going to be a bad tick season, but it won't be. Or mosquitoes. Not if you call Winfield Termite and Pest Control. They can protect you, your family, from ticks, mosquitoes. Now listen, who knows what potential viruses that could be spread, whether it be from a mosquito. This is not the time that you want to get Lyme disease from a tick. You'll be able to enjoy your property, maybe for yourself, for your family, for your grandchildren, protect your home, your family, and business. And that's what it's about, protection. I trust Winfield Termite and Pest Control to protect you, your family, your property, your home, and your business. Winfield Termite and Pest Control. Call them today, 821-7800. 821-7800. Winfield Termite Pest Control, Rhode Island's most dependable pest control service a family-friendly pest control professionals folks you're going to love these guys you can trust call them today 821-7800 or online at winfieldpest.com folks we start at 11 we go until 2 this is john DePietro. with me is from the sun chronicle it's columnist donna perry been a lot of talk and um this is going on this whole business of providence plantation and yesterday governor Raimondo. Um, she had been talking about it, and then she stepped forward and through executive order has removed Providence Plantations from the state name. It also, by the way, that story also kind of took the attention off a story by the Boston Globe that said that 50 percent of uh, high school students at Hope High School, 50 percent are were chronically absent during the long, you know, the distance learning situation in the uh, abomination of the Providence schools. But what did you think of the element of the governor? At first she had been saying, and I asked her directly about the name change. She said, well, we're going to put on the ballot 
And it just shows you to me how quickly these things are evolving where then on the ballot wasn't soon enough. I need to take executive action. Yeah. I mean, I think that (laughs) I don't think it's a surprise that she did that. Um, I think she has enjoyed this period of being front and center for the state uh, with everything that's gone on with the virus. And I think in this moment, she decided, nope, it's not going to the ballot. Like, I want to declare my solidarity with this movement at this moment. I think that was a very big part of it. Um, I I also would say on the face of it, um, despite that people have disagreed, whether, you know, the connotation of the word and all that stuff, um, I I think in a way, you know, to remove that name, it, it was bandered about it's been, you know, on and off in a debate over in the state house for a few years. Yeah, I don't think that um, it's the end of the world to do that. It's probably overdue, um, despite people said it had to do with the farming of, you know, the area at the time. There is the connotation. I don't think it's fair to say the connotation is not there. It is. Um, and I think that she just saw this was a moment and a very important moment to do that. Um and, and, you know, people are going to uh, battle about that, I guess. But I also think what the way she has handled it versus Alorza, who I find this continually troubling, like J.D., but they're trying to, you know, when they're going to equate and say the word was there, the phrasing was there because it was racism, as if to say all these years. See, I think that's what is very problematic. And the way a guy like Alorza handles everything um, which he doesn't handle anything very well. And, and, you know, this kind of over the top stuff to say almost as if, you know, Rhode Islanders in general are sort of racist leaning people and they allow yep. that name to be there all this time. That's really what he projects. Right. Um, and I think that is where it's problematic. Uh, I think she finessed it. But I, I just want to say this. I think she has to be careful as we've seen in other cities about the slippery slope effect of a lot of this, J.D. Okay, you can say, well, people were pushing for this. It's been a long time out there. I did it. Okay, so what's the next demand? Right. You know, what is the next name change? What is the next this and that? And I I just think like we've certainly been seeing that in other cities and a lot of these Democratic leaders. And I talked about this you know, last week about uh, Mayor Walsh just wants the petition demand of the week to go away. So he might let them, of all things, Abraham Lincoln, in the view of some now, is offensive, which is historically not only inaccurate. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. It just makes you question public education. Like, hello, like, you, you know, you don't understand the relationship between Lincoln and abolition of slavery. So but I do think Ramondo is going to have to be careful because, again, that, that you do have this effect of that was the demand and demands can embolden protesters. This is what we're seeing all over the country. Um, and so, you know, I think she feels that's appropriate in that way. Um, I've listened to, you know, a lot of your arguments have been very good on this, J.D., it's like, okay, it might not be the hill you're going to die on. Like maybe it should have been removed. It's, it's not relevant today. But I do think uh, there's going to have to be, she needs to have a set of standards. And I think a lot of these Democratic officials right now, J.D., they don't know where the line is. Right. You know, they don't know what's the line. What if people want to start running around changing the name of lots of cities? Yeah. Um, and what do you think of um Well, I was actually there for the part of the beginning of the name change and something that I caught wind of, of some of the reps that were there talking about it was actually the word uh, was reparations that, that the state of Rhode Island needs to start to find a formula of money uh, to, to give directly to people of color for reparations. Now, that debate I want to hear at the Rhode Island State House. Right. But right now, it is just such a climate. At the same time, I want to see someone that's in the Democrat Party that's going to stand up and and say that they won't do it or that they're against it because it's such a a wave. I think it is just so destructive. And I don't understand why we allow these mobs, you know, whether it be outside the White House or anywhere, this tearing down of the statues. And uh, it's seemingly allowed and the police are watching them. And all you need is some 
rope and a group of people and then they just tear them down. It's just it's just so destructive in lawlessness. I wonder what the reaction is going to be once people hit the ballot box. Touch on the situation regarding um, uh, Bill Barr in the city of Boston. Right. So th- this was uh, occurred at late last week, and it's just an example of that there is almost this hysteria of anything connected to law enforcement. Now, the Boston Police Department's commissioner is a highly regarded uh, black commissioner, Bill, Gra- Bill Gross. He is very well regarded. He has managed that job very well through often, you know, some some very difficult moments. And so he had a planned meeting with U.S. Attorney General Bill Barr. Now, J.D., the top U.S. Attorney General for the United States should be able to speak with the police commissioner of a major city without that being, you know, hysterically opposed. And so their meeting was private and quiet. And and later in the day, um, Barr's office just tweeted out very standard thing, you know, a nice photo of them together. Thank you for the meeting. Barr wanted to talk about uh, policing in this climate. He also, as we know, it, things calmed down, but Boston had a very fiery night at the beginning of the riots after George Floyd. And the FBI has, you know, looked into parts of that, which I think was correct. I mean, you have federal law enforcement issues. So the fact that they have their meeting, it gets tweeted out, and two Boston city councilors, um, led by the very progressive Michelle Wu, who people think is politically ambitious, who is Asian and may want to be the first Asian mayor of Boston, which is kind of yep. what in the backdrop. So she just, you know, she tweeted out things of saying, like, this is disgraceful. This is, the, you know, shameful for many of our communities. Like, how dare him do, how dare Gross meet with Barr? Wow. And, and other ones weighed in the same way. And I just... You know, I think that, and he was very good. He shot back, not in a tweet. He just said to reporters, uh, listen, I, I don't care whatever nonsense they're tweeting was essentially what he said. Um, he said, we have issues. We're going to need police guidance. And, and I felt it was important to take a meeting with him. By the way, he pointed out, for whatever reason, that was the first time a U.S. attorney general has met with the commissioner um, wow. in Boston. So I just think that, you know, we're in this climate, though, where you have elected officials and they set the tone to say, like, as if Barr is, you know, the devil himself and you can't discuss these issues. Um, so I just think that, it, it, again, it, there is this kind of very sensitive climate in the country. We're certainly seeing it break out in these other cities. And, you know, I, I commend Boston PD. J.D. is not Minneapolis PD, by the way. That's right. You know, and I think that them all getting grouped together, you're going to see more pushback. You did see also in Boston, and it probably maybe didn't get a lot of coverage. You have the um, it's not Blue Lives Matter, but it's Back the Blue, and they are a growing mass group. Right. So they held a counter protest uh, in around West Roxbury the other night. It was very peaceful. Um, And they have families and supporters and they just said, like, you know, we're not going to stand for this outright attack on police in every state, in every city. Boston PD has a very good record for the most part. Do incidents happen or at the state police? Yeah, they happen. But so I just thought that pointed out when you have this is what they're up against, though. You have city councilors you know, who uh, go hysterical that the U.S. Attorney General meets with the commissioner of the Boston PD. Hmm. So what do you make of um? Do you think that we will see more support of people stepping forward? Um, you know, I think that's also and we've touched on in the past, but that that's a delicate dance for Biden in the uh, the police union, because something else that is also just looming out there is the theatrics of whatever type of Democrat convention they're going to have. And that's where I think it, it, you know, they really have to, as a party, be cautious, because if it becomes a, the D, the Democrat Party becomes the defund the police party, that that is not going to help Biden get over the finish line. Absolutely, John. And, and that's see, that's what I see going on, that his campaign, I know they're aware of all this, but they like underestimate 
there are a lot of corners of that movement. Now, I'm not saying there are not, there's some good intentioned reforms. I saw some really better protests around Boston over the weekend and their Black Lives Matter who have, you know, some really just more sensible reform messages. But there's corners of that party. They're not really, they don't really care what Biden thinks. And I do think that they are going to keep going harder and harder against policing. And and you're yeah. right. And that is really going to get difficult for him when you talk about support and the vote. And if you have all of law enforcement, just all of it, uh, in Trump's column across the country. Now, you might say, people might say, well, weren't they already there? But you're going to have this, you know, this wider effect. Like I say, when I saw what like, happened the other night, I mean, you have a lot of families and supporters saying, hey, I, I'm not going to attack my, my local police department. See, that's right. where it begins to splinter down. Yep. It's like, well, my town police, that's uh, Joe, my buddy over here. You know, sure. like, And so I do think it's going to be a growing problem for them. And it's going to be, you know, you're going to thread that needle. And I don't see Biden being very capable of, <laughs> you know, finesse in speaking, let's just say is obviously not his strength. No, it is not. And, and that's why and you yeah. were right when you said they're really buying time for whoever this VP choice is. They're going to rely a lot on that, yeah. on that person yeah. in a big way so he can stay in the basement. Uh, Donna Perry, how can people read your terrific work with uh, The Sun Chronicle? Thank you, J.D. So that's thesunchronicle.com. Thursday is the column. Other features are there. Folks, and you can follow her on Twitter as well. It's uh, Donna Perry, always right here on The John DePietro Show. Great to be with you. This portion of The John DePietro Show is brought to you by Lawn Doctor. Call today. Your best lawn ever guaranteed, 401-392-1025, 401-392-1025, or online, they have a great website, lawndoctor.com. What do they do? Well, outdoor pest control, annual program, lawn care service, they make great lawns happen. Lawn Doctor at Island, your lawn care company. Love your lawn, best lawn guaranteed, call them today, 401 401- 392-1025. Free uh, consultation and estimate 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor. And now is the time because you can get the early spring, the crabgrass control, time release fertilizer, professional blend of high calcium line. Lawn Doctor. Go online, check them out. It's lawndoctor.com or call them today 401-392-1025. Lawn Doctor. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401-431-2300. MEGA, Mega Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third-party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies you can depend on. On MEGA, MEGA Logistics. Call them today, 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company? Maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today, MEGA Logistics, 401 431 2300.